You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Pata. Hey there. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C Podcast. Write us, 4CPodcast at gmail.com. If you're a fan of stand-up comedy, you will know today's guests. Maybe you know him from America's Got Talent or Last Comic Standing or Conan or Letterman or all various appearances on these shows or his podcast, The Comedy Seller Live from the Table. Voulez-vous écouter un podcast avec Dan Sissois? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Dan Natterman. <laughs> well, Woo. it's the afternoon, not the soir. Well, you never know when they're listening <laughs> to true, it. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Dan Natterman, well, we start off with French because your mom's originally from Montreal, right? No, you speak a little uh, French. My, my parents are both from Montreal, but oh. neither of them really speak French very well. They're both uh, Anglophone Montrealers. I just studied French for a long time and still and still do. Yep, and you speak very good French. Pretty good, pretty good, you know. Like certainly you go to good Paris for an American. I have done, yeah, gone to Paris. I mean, do I, you speak French when you go to Paris? Yeah, I mean, unless people want to speak with me in English because uh, often they do want to practice their English, and, and they're all excited oh. that there's an American there. <laughs> <laughs> they practice their English, you spe- practice No, but when French. you go to Paris, you just blend like everyone thinks you're French. Uh, no, no, of course they don't think I'm French, any more than you think the cab driver's American. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, uh, but, they, they, but I speak it, they know I'm not from there, obviously, with my, the, I have an accent. Right. So there's not a love of French, you just enjoy the language. No, he loves it. <sighs> There, there's a no, there's the a love, love of, of the idea of speaking another language. I think is, is cool. Wait, but you don't not, not France itself. Like you don't you uh, don't have this imminent dream of going to live in France. No, I don't necessarily love France. I just think yeah. it. I, I like the language, and I just like the idea of speaking another language. Yeah, that is pretty cool. He can he can do his act. I, I've done in 10, 10 yeah. to 15 minutes in French. That's pretty okay. good. And you've been on radio 20, shows. 20, I think, at the most. Um, yeah, I did some some radio. So yeah. that's pretty impressive. You To go on a radio show and speak another language in another country. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that is. So you can do, go to stand. Do you get booked to go to stand up? Well, I have done just no. I, there's a club over there called the Pan Am. Oh, wow. And it's like the comedy cellar and everybody does 10 to 15 minutes. It's not like a headliner club. So. And you've done that. I have done that. Yeah, I was there a couple months ago. Oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. pretty amazing. And yeah. you did it. They asked you to do it in. You did it in English, though. No, no, French. Oh, you did it. Yeah, they, French, okay. yeah, yeah. Can you get away with doing it in English or no? That would well, be. I didn't try. Yeah, there, yeah. There, would, there is an English comedy night where people that either are from. Uh, English-speaking countries Expats. or French people that speak English come and you and and you do comedy oh, cool. in English. That's a designated night, wow. which I did as well. And are well, the French crowds great? Were they? Were they? But some are good, some aren't. That Same good, thing. But it's, you know. And uh, but yeah. they're pretty good. I mean, they're into it. But comedy's becoming a big thing over there. Wow. Yeah, Gad Emila, Emile, Emile, whatever. Emile. <laughs> I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Well. And he's come here. He's the Seinfeld of France, right? He's come here. Yeah, you could say that. He's very famous over there. Very. Come on. He's crazy famous. And he's um, also a film actor over there, too. So he's like, he's come here. He's more Robin Williams than Seinfeld because he's a film guy. I see. So he's come here and he's, uh, when anybody foreign comes to the cellar and they see this guy, they freak like Brad Pitt. Is there? They freak out. Anyway, well, anybody French. Anyway. Anybody French, yeah. And so they, and but we don't have any idea who he is. I so know. he likes it because he could just blend in and do stand up and work on his act, you know, in English. He's trying to do it. Anyway, so Dan and, him, and Gad can sit and talk behind our backs, travel right in front the world. of our face, travel the world together. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. So it's good. So he's brought him over. He's done some stuff. Well, I didn't bring him over. He came over. He came over. Yeah. But uh, no, he's brought you to France. Oh, um, no, he hasn't really brought me. I've gone over and then we have lunch when I'm there. <laughs> if, if, he, if, he's, uh, if he happens to be in town. Yeah. Oh, so Which he's you, often not in town. When you eat lunch from over there, everyone's coming. Everyone's staying. Yeah, there. well, often, yeah. They oh, don't. he's that, yeah, that yeah. famous. Okay, well, okay. Dan, you and I have been sitting at the cellar for... Many a year. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> a 20, a solid 20. We could be paroled at this point for murder, right? Yes, I think so. <laughs> we would and be eligible in any case. Sum it up for me, the last 20. What have we done? <laughs> what have we done with our lives? Um, 
had a few laughs, ate ate some kebabs, <laughs> um, told a few jokes. <laughs> you know, I I think we've grown artistically. Yeah. Um, I know you're killing much harder and more consistently than you did 20 years ago. I think well, I am everybody too. Everybody is, I guess. So we've grown artistically. You know, and more that's worth, that's worth something. Yeah. Um, even if we haven't become rich and famous. Are you happy with yourself as an artist? Then I'm happy with artistically. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think I've, I've 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 grown, like I said, and. Um, I've, you, I've achieved a good level. And you couldn't have more street cred, right? As Dan I got a fair amount of street cred within the biz. People that <laughs> are other comedians seem to respect me uh, uh, from what I gather. But, uh, you know, the public at large doesn't necessarily know who I am. <laughs> the so, public at large. You know, some some do, not too many. Uh, man. Um, you could have been a lawyer, right? Or, uh, I mean, you were. Well, I have that education. Mm -hmm. I have that. Did you pass uh, the bar? Yeah, yeah. So you were ready to go. Well, I didn't have a job lined up though. Okay, so when you got out of school, you had it. You passed the bar. Yeah, but then I just go. started uh, legal proofreading and doing paralegal type stuff. And were you like, and I'm going to blow my head off? Or I never wanted to be a lawyer, you know. But you come from a, a Jewish family. Uh, you're pushed. Sometimes you're pushed into certain things. That you Does don't. your mother go? He could have been a lawyer. No, because she's uh, <laughs> she doesn't talk quite. Like that, she actually has a normal speaking voice. <laughs> she could have been a lawyer, but she's not French either. Oh, but um, she, uh, no, I think she's she's um, pleased, you know, with the progress I've made and uh, what I've done. Believe it or not, um, I believe it. Come yeah. on, you've been on how many television shows has she sat in the audience for? Well, she hasn't sat in the audience, but she's seen on TV, right? She's got to be proud, Mama. Yeah, I think so. I but think were so. you doing stand up at the same time you were? I had, going, yeah, in law school. Law? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Oh, so you had already started. I was started. already kind of a couple years in. That Got was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was fun because, you know, you had to have a day job anyway, but I was in law school, so that was sort of my day job, and, and it was, and then at night I would do stand-up. Then when, what drove you to do stand-up? I always wanted to do stand-up. It's just, you know, I mean, doing stand-up, I mean, it, it's not a natural fit for a kid from the suburbs with a family in which nobody is doing this sort of thing. Yeah, so yeah. it takes kind of like... Mm. To even admit to yourself that you want to do it and to do it and to say, make that leap when all your life you've been kind of programmed to do, be a normal human being <laughs> that does normal things, it's not easy to do. So I was doing both, you know, and then I was like, well, I want to make the leap. You where know? were you? What, where were you? At Fordham, right down the block here. Okay, oh, wow. so you were at Fordham. Fordham Law. And, and then I went to Stand Up New York uh, for my first time on stage. I did a bringer show, which is where you have to bring people, assuming your audience doesn't know what that is. No, yeah. and we talked about it. That's how exactly yeah, I how I started. But what year was uh, That was 90. Oh, I don't want to tell you. Well, three or so. 93, yeah. yeah 93. <laughs> and, you know, which is pretty scary. Yeah. Considering that somebody that um, was born that year is now could theoretically be a law school graduate right. himself or herself. So this yeah, is a so cautionary tale? Well, this is just saying? a tale of how much time has passed. <laughs> yeah. And you came by yourself. Cautionary or otherwise. You, you just came by yourself, though. You're just like, I just drove into the city and just do this by yourself. You no, no, I was at law school in the law city. School no, but Fordham. you didn't have friends with you. You just went by yourself. Well, I, I, went, I brought people from law school. But there come. was a group of you doing stand-up or just you? That's what in I'm law saying. school, it was just me. It was just you. And then I met a yeah, group yeah. of people, among them Lenny. I, I don't know if I met Lenny right then. Later, I met him a couple later. years later. Yeah. Louis Schaefer was one of the first people I met. Um, <laughs> Everyone met Louis Schaefer. Yeah, so funny. I met him, uh, I don't remember where, but uh, then he called me up and said, hey, Louis Schaefer, I don't know how he got my number, <laughs> and it's Louis Schaefer, you want to have Chinese food? <laughs> <laughs> That's how they got in. And you met. And then, I, and then from then on, I was friends with Louis Schaefer. And how'd you meet Ray <laughs> Allen? Oh, Same thing. Uh, no, a couple years in, maybe two years, two three years in, I forgot exactly how. So, stand up New York was your main spot for a while. Well, or? no, it wasn't. It was my first spot. Right. Then it was not my main spot. Then my main spot became the New York Comedy Club, which was in a different location than it is today. It was yeah, on that's First the Avenue one that at the time, I did, that and I did bringer shows there for. But yeah, it was like upstairs. So. You climb up the little stairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, then I, I did uh, Pips in Brooklyn as well. Oh boy, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. A, was Pips was good because I didn't have to bring people. That was the good news. The bad news is there was no audience. <laughs> it was like three people. I think and, I remember seeing you out at Pips, and the only reason we went to Pips because I was with Bob the other day is because we eat eat the Italian food two to two stores down. Oh. There's like an Italian seafood place. So you were at Luparello. Yeah, then he, he's Italian, so I, the <laughs> only reason we go is he's like, come on, please go, I'll buy you the Italian food at whatever, however he talks. Yeah. Um, that was the late great, Tess Schultz was the owner of the club. Of Pips. Was it like mafioso or very like, no, you hey, you go, hey, you I've never, 
I never no, I mean, it, maybe that neighborhood, but no, it's more of a Russian neighborhood. I think. Oh, it was? It was famous because Andrew Dice Clay or something. Dice right. started yeah, Dice there. Oh! Yeah, yeah. It was owned by a guy, I think his name was Marty Schultz or something, or whatever it was. And then his son, he died, his son Seth took over. And then his son Seth subsequently killed himself in L.A. Damn. Um, in any it? case, he was also a comic and an actor. And it's not still there, is it? Or is I it don't still? think it's still there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The Italian seafood place expanded. <laughs> it was doing so well. Um, well can we is skip this the first corner? Wait, can we yeah, skip, can we skip and just talk about crashing? Because I saw you on okay, crashing the other yeah, day. That was sure. amazing. So where did that? Where did all the all that come from? Like, because all the comics are on there, and you're always on. Well, them, so. you know, it's it it it's a cellar kind of comedy cellar based thing. Because Judd Apatow hangs out at the cellar when he's in town, and so he knows me from the cellar. So. Uh, he just, um, his people called me and, or he emailed me, whatever, to be in an episode. And then Did you I have get, to audition? I, uh, no, I didn't. I never have to, I never get shit. If you audition. If I audition. Yeah. If I get shit, which is not often and usually not particularly big roles, it's usually because they just call me and invite me in. Oh, so on the script, when you get the script from Crashing, your name's just It right says there. Natterman. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then so I did one where I was just doing stand-up, and then yeah. Judd uh, called me back to do another episode where I had a couple lines. Then I did one uh, more recently where I had a few more lines <clears throat> that aired this week. And he's directing them? Uh, he wasn't directing them. Uh, he This other guy, I forgot his name. Okay. And what's it like shooting that show? I mean, you're in the cellar, you're around New York City. Well, we, yeah, I mean, if you saw the last episode, we were in the cellar. We were also at the box, which is a burlesque club. It was called the hole in the show, but the box in real yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, there's a lot of ad lib. They give you a script, and they basically say, "Here's your script. Don't pay attention to it." I mean, it's just very loosely. Oh, they don't. Oh, really? Based. They just, they just say go? they just let you ad lib, which I don't oh, know if wow. that's the best or not way to do it. But and they just do it a million times, different ways. And sometimes they'll shout out lines from the back, like Dan, say this. They'll like the director will think of something or. Judd was there once, and he would do it. He would be just like, "Yeah, try saying this," and then you say it, and then you, and then they just chop it up. As oh, know. that's pretty cool. So yeah, the script Judd, is more of an outline then. <clears throat> yeah, the script's okay. an outline. Well, yeah. Judd's famous for doing that, yelling stuff oh, out, give me that. another line, oh, cool. try this line. That's yeah, my, are they that's just your doing style? <laughs> oh, it'd drive me crazy <laughs> if it's not on the paper. Like, what am I? Well, I think there's a place for ad lib, and I think there's a place for on the paper. Yeah, I mean, you know, Neil and I, when we shoot stuff, we'll ad lib, but eventually we have to come down to the paper or you're going to blow the plot. Well, you have to, <laughs> right? You need the paper for the plot. You also need the paper if there's a particular joke that requires a setup. Like, you need yeah. to say something in order for me to say something. Yes. You can't ad lib that. So there has to be a uh, an intelligent designer. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because, well, it's hard if you're you're at a table. That one scene, I remember, you're at a table with Artie Attell. Uh, you know, all the comics are there. It's going to be hard if everyone, all the comics are at. Yes, uh, and and that happens. And I think the show, if I, uh, you know, would prescribe something, it would it should probably have a little bit less. Ad- it would be a little more of a combination of ad lib and on paper. I think it's probably too much ad lib. Yeah. Let me that's hard. Let me pitch a show to you that I want you to do. <laughs> okay. Oh no. Okay. This is why I want. But I had this show for Keith Robinson for years. It's called Keith Robinson Defense Attorney. Mm-hmm. I think you've heard me pitch this at the I table. Don't, I haven't. Or if I, uh, haven't I can. I claim that Keith can defend anybody. I literally. I don't know if he's joking sometimes, and sometimes he'll MacGyver his way around stuff. But mm-hmm. he's d- defended everybody ridiculously from Bill Cosby to. Well, he never defended the, Trump. No, he hates. And he never Trump. defended Zimmerman. That's true, but I would put him in a um, little hole in your I would, TV show. No, already. but I would get, holes, I would boom. try and get him to uh, do that. But <laughs> maybe if it's I good want for the him internet. to do it in the court. In a court, it's set in a courtroom, and he's the defense attorney. I would love you to be the prosecution. Oh, okay. How so, does that sound? So I'm. This is. This is Keith's show, but I'm in Keith's show. You're a regular That's in Keith's okay. show. That's okay. I don't mind if it's Keith's show. Is that show. a good show? Is that a good show? Do you think it's something well, that's right uh, up your alley? Uh, sure, sure. Well, you know, if uh, if you if you get a uh, if you get money behind it, I'm there. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> is it um, on Hulu? Where's what's it gonna go on? I don't know. Netflix. I, I don't know. I'm pitching Major it. Major network. But don't pitch it to me. You got to pitch it to a. Of course, uh, I got to uh, pitch it to like uh, people that have money. I just want to make sure you can be attached <laughs> to oh, my sure. project. I'll That's be, not okay. how Lenny does stuff. Lenny's like, uh, screw it. I'll do it myself. Exactly. I'll end up I'll shooting it myself. myself. Yeah. Well. Well, that sounds low budget to me. Adamant's <laughs> <laughs> uh, in for the money, which we'll get to in a minute. Okay, so, so uh, we have two minutes left. Okay. Um, Life, what do you want? You want girlfriend, marriage, show? What's the bigger priority for you right now? Like, what is happiness for Dan Natterman? Well, happiness, well, happiness that's a tough one for any, <laughs> any, you know. I mean, I know happiness is my thing necessarily, but... Um, what's a good day for Dan? What's a great day for Dan Natterman? 
Well, I, you know, look, if I have a really good set and a new joke works, that gives me, you know, certain pleasure. Uh, I, I, when I go to the gym and I'm done, that gives me pleasure. <laughs> Not the actual gym experience itself. Um, you know, I just, uh, I, I don't want to have to do what I don't want. I, I just don't like the road and I don't like clubs, you know, on the road. I, so I've, I've been able to do more corporates, but I mean, ideally, the ha- happiness for me would be able to say no to anything I don't want to do. Right. What's a if I gave you? What's the big project in your head that you would love? What did something just explode? The big project that I would love. Well, I have written a few movie scripts over the years. It'd be fun to to do those. To shoot a movie, you know. To but um, yeah, or or have a show, you know, a TV show. A TV show. All right. Well, that's the big. Uh, what gym but but I'll tell up? you what would not be uh, Equinox on the East Side. <laughs> oh, nice. I'll tell you what would not be uh, my idea would be you know uh, headlining. Comedy clubs every right, week. Every week. So a combination with some TV show centering it. A TV show and no comedy clubs at all on uh, the road. No comedy clubs. No, on just the road. a comedy cellar and New York City clubs. Nice and um and a higher Q rating or you're well, happy. What's a Q rating? Like the fame. I don't know. The fame is all that useful. I mean, it's useful if you want to get laid. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it helped Aziz at least <laughs> temporarily. <laughs> temporarily until she walked out. <laughs> but and, uh, she wrote a and, blog and, about and and he would have had sex <laughs> with her if he had just been a little more patient. But clearly, <laughs> he, he clearly, this was not the love of his life. No, because it was obviously not the woman of his dreams. So he was like, all right, I'm just gonna. If he had really, really, really was really into this chick, he would have he would have played it a lot more gentlemanly. Right. Well, a woman that you really like, you don't, you're not that aggressive with her. You're like, okay, I would love to see you again, you know. Yeah. You don't say, all right, all right, here's an Uber, and never even talk to her again. Yeah, well, he had determined that this is the last time he's going to see this girl. Yeah. He's just going to do this. Right, then, he's just going to try to get late, you know. And, no and, and damn near pulled it, and he probably could have done it anyway <laughs> if he was a little bit slower about it. <laughs> I think you could be his counselor on this stuff. <laughs> well, not his counselor. He was just rush, 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 it sounds like. Take your time, uh, Call her up the next creepy day. Guy. Maybe yeah. Yeah. if he take just one time. more. Take your, <laughs> take your take your time, perverts. One more one more date would have done it. Look, Even that night might have done it if he was a little bit creep, sweeter about. Do it. I sense a creepy creepy book handbook? I creepy do. Creepy guy, guy creepy handbook. Guy handbook. I like, I like but that. clearly didn't care about I it. Like well, that. Dan, thank you for doing our first corner. Okay. Creepy guy handbook. That's What's a good that pitch. red button? <laughs> the red button is Neil gets something wrong. Yeah, something yeah. completely offhand. I hit the buzzer oh, okay. and it gives him. But the sometimes I go off script. Okay, all right, all right. Sometimes during the um, when we do the quizzes, he gets them so wrong. I Where's your wife? Is she accounting somewhere? My wife is, yeah, at work. Okay. We have to, you know, she's got to go. Somebody's got to make some money. Speaking of which, thanks for the segue, Dan. The second corner we want to do is about money. All right. You and I talk about this all the time. Does it solve all our problems? Do we talk about this? Yeah, we talk um, about this. All. You'll see we, what I'm getting to later. Okay. Does it so- Well, I don't think I ever said it solved. Would you oh, just no, no, show I'm asking. I'm the Would mask. you just show them the thing? Oh, yeah. Come Let, on. I'll just start. get to you it. You want to get started with this? No, I was Googling uh, Dan Natterman to get a little bio yeah, yeah. on your website. There's no real bio. Right. I know My you. website's been abandoned, in fact. Wait, hold on. Let us set it up a little bit more. Is that, a, is that a net worth celebrity thing? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. because it's completely wrong. You, yeah, you came up. Because <laughs> we had several things we were going to pitch to What did it say? $1.9 million? No, $1.9 million. That's why up. we're pitching shows to you. We pitched a creepy guy. I don't know that, I don't know came up with these numbers. but I don't know. It was hilarious. So I was just Googling, and I got to your website, and all of a sudden it says Dan Natterman Net Worth. like, he's on the net worth list? Million. 1.9 million. I think you should just go with it. Well, no. if somebody wants to, you know, believe that, but uh, no, that's not quite <laughs> what it is. Uh, I thought it was the bitcoins. No, no, it was no. one point one point nine million dollars. I was like, "What?" Nana is always complaining. Um, if you had one point nine, you'd be an easy street, yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, and you guess would be. what? You could say no to everything with one. Yeah, point. yeah, that's the goal—to say no to not everything, <laughs> but to say no to that which I want to say no to. Exactly. So, uh, one point nine million. So this. So is that's sweet. not correct. <laughs> but that's Damn it. it! Ridiculous, right? Um, but but you and I talk in general. I'm getting to the master question that. Uh, that I really want to talk about. Picture. Excuse me. Um, well, I mean, it's... Well, the shirt doesn't fit well. It's a Conan. <laughs> Don't get too caught up in that. Okay. Um, it was just a print. It was just for a goof. Yeah. But 1.9 million made us laugh. Um, we, we talk, we, you'll see the question I'm going to get to in a minute. But w- does it solve people's problems, you think? Does it make your life happier? Um, and well, then, studies show that it, it doesn't uh, necessarily after a certain level. Like after a... I think the numbers, like after a hundred grand or two hundred grand a year, it, it, people don't seem to be any happier. 
but um, would you I, feel better if you had one point nine? I would feel better. Bank? I would feel better because uh, yeah, because then again, you could just didn't have to like don't have to do stuff, you know, like that you don't want to do. Um, yeah, you know, people, go do gigs that you don't want to do. It would feel a lot better, you know. No more cruise ships, that's for sure. If you have one point, well, that would be one of the things that would probably yeah go. Oh, well, I haven't done one in a while. Yeah, Neil. What do you think? I, I mean, I think it makes you happier. I think it takes the pressure off you. I mean, you have a better chance of being happier if you have a lot of money. You can do, you can take your friends out. You can go on vacation. It doesn't necessarily make you happier. If you're if you're by yourself and have a lot of money, it seems yeah. awful. But right. I mean, if you have a lot of friends, in all our situations, if all of us had a lot of money, it would clearly make us better. What would you do with it? I would do, I'd say with Dan, I mean, I'd say no to a lot of things and then I'd have what a lot no, more fun. What I'd no do, do you projects. say to, I don't know what you do other than work. I'd say no to, I mean, you, you just do what you want. You, if you want to go on vacation, you go on vacation. Right. If you want to buy something, you buy something. If you want to take your friends out for dinner, you can take your friends out for dinner. You don't have to always sweat every moment of right. everything. And oh my God, uh, if you want to buy the house in Pennsylvania, you just go buy the house in Pennsylvania. I hand you a million tomorrow. What are you getting? What are uh, you doing with it? Is going, this after tax million? After tax million. Flat out check, one million. I hand one you. million? Yeah. I definitely pay off all my bills, go on vacation. Yeah. But a million's not enough. How much bills do you have? I mean, uh, yeah, just saying. A, bills. Uh, a, million, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a million's not enough. You can't even get a one bedroom in New York City for a million dollars. I just gave you a million dollars. I mean, that's going to. I'm that's, asking you what you would no, do with it. That's going to make me super And you're whining. No, I'm super excited now. I, I'd look okay. at it a lot. That's the first thing I do. Just I'd, look I'd at the up, number. Click on my Citibank <laughs> app and I'd look at it and I'd feel great about myself. That's true. But then, then I'd probably give it to my brother to invest because I had a lot of money at one point. I invested well, how much all of and, it? And, it and then well. you got to do something for you and Bethel in there somewhere. Yeah, what's I'd the first take my, I'd take you out to a big vacation, just me and you. All right. Me and that you. Like what? Yeah, yeah. The just girls have to come fuck with us. The girls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I can't curse. Are you so. married? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, right. she's been dating. Yeah, I know he's been with Bethel years. for a hundred years. With yeah. Bethel, yeah. We're, I would take her out, but we're already going on vacation. I pay for my parents' vacation. I take all my friends out to a huge dinner. Right. Spend a shitload of money on that. Right. A bunch of things like that. That's what I would do. I'd and pay all, all your bills. So you're at nine hundred grand. Yeah, I'm at nine hundred. <laughs> yeah. now, now I take five hundred. Five hundred gift to my bro, brother. and he's gonna got, he's gonna turn it into something. So you magical. got four hundred grand left, and then I got four hundred grand just right. sitting there. I start buying shit. Right. Like what? What's the anything big? I don't know. I'm pretty. I mean, my life is so simple in New York because this is what yeah. happens. You know, you can't buy. I, I mean, my dream would obviously be buy a nice apartment in yeah. New York. Dan, what would you do? Uh, well, I would put it all where I have all my money now anyway, which is in a index fund. There you go. And last year, the stock market did so well. I mean, yeah. holy shit. You did um, well. You know, I could have paid, you know, rent just on the money from the stock market. Right. Um, Great. I don't know if that'll continue, but which I didn't, but I don't know if that'll continue. So I would put it in that, and then I wouldn't touch it, and then that would be it. And then i just do the seller. <laughs> yeah, because none of us want to retire. You know, I don't think any of us. You, you guys don't want to just because the seller is amazing. So you don't want to. You could do that forever. Well, not forever. And then I do. Yeah, I do the seller. I and it, maybe I'd make. Yeah, and that money would be there so that I would never be worried that you know it would always be there. And then that would be it. Yeah, unless take, you it got would, married and had would a take, kid. Yeah, unless you got would, married and had a kid. It would, but it would take the worry out of your life. Unless you got married and had a kid, and then no, you're right. Then then all of a sudden, now you, you need three, four hundred thousand just for college. Right. So that's that's gone. Right. Then you need a bigger apartment. You, no, yeah, I mean. Oh, man. That's why I'm, I discombobulated Natterman there. <laughs> yes, well, I'm not, I'm not married, so. But if it was it, wait, if it was five million, then I would clearly buy an apartment in New York. That would be the ultimate. To have a really mm. nice place in New York would be great and mm. paid off. So you just have to pay the five thousand maintenance each month. That's it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, but you would, but, it, but you would have that just just in in interest. I mean, like in you could probably pay that just on five yeah, million. Your just, interest just with, with your yeah. you know capital gain. Well, five million. That's I mean, different. that'd be nice. You, I mean, literally I just gave a, a nice, million. You're not a, buying anything wait, nice. A nice two bedroom apartment in Manhattan is two million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Not well, a, I only gave you one. You only gave me one million, so yeah, now me. I'm still sad. <laughs> <laughs> nothing's nothing's changed. <laughs> Dan, you and I have talked about this. Well, let's talk about Bitcoin for a second. You okay. bought some Bitcoin, right? I, don't know, I bought one Bitcoin when it was at 7,300. Then yep. it went up to like, at some point, it went, at one point it was 20,000. Wow. And then it went down. And then now it's doing terribly this week. It's like right. they, having an awful week. I sold most of it. Um, you got your money back. I got all my, I took all my money out. So I, I. How I, do you buy a Bitcoin? That's you go on the, well, there's different ways, but Coinbase.com is how I got it. Back in the, like how long Wow, ago? just in no, in November. Oh, you just in got all into this, it. Yeah. You just got into it. Oh, yeah. I and thought. then I pulled all out my initial money and then whatever was left, I, I bought, I 
diversified a bit. I bought some Litecoin, some Ripple. Um, these are different types of cryptocurrencies. I don't even understand. So I hear it's going to go down the toilet. That's what everybody's well, saying. There's a bubble. Well, bubble's going to break. Right, everybody's going to lose. Well, the money. people have been saying that for years, and it may happen. They say that about Amazon too. Just so you know, they do. Yeah. That's what they said. Well, I don't have Amazon. But, but um, it's it's. Yeah, what, do you want to know what it is? It's hard to explain. It's no like, one can explain what a Bitcoin is. Nobody. Well, b- cryptocurrency is basically it. it's. Um, <laughs> no one can do it. It's very very difficult to explain. But first of all, let's talk about gold briefly. Why does gold have value? If gold has value for a few reasons, number one, because it, you can make shit with it. It's pretty, and you can make jewelry with it. Also, it has value because it's a great currency. For thousands of years, people have used it as currency because you can carry it with you easily. It's kind. It's light. It's hard to counterfeit. It's. Um, it, it's, um, it's relatively op- rare. So Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies try to simulate that electronically by creating these coins that can be transferred easily, are uncounterfeitable, essentially, uh, can be moved around very easily so that I have a Bitcoin, I can send it to you. But and I can't create, I can't coin, create, it's no, it's formula. all electronic. Yeah. I can't create new ones because it's like the, the protocol, the computer protocol won't allow you to create new ones Hacking the system has never been successfully hacked. It was very well, very secure. So it just makes it easier to send these virtual coins anywhere in the world in in seconds for for uh, you know for not a lot of money. Whereas if I had to send you money, um, if I need to send you money via a bank, there would be bank fees. It would take a couple of days. But what do you? What is an actual Bitcoin? There is, your, it's not your, anything. If you want to go look at your Bitcoin, no, there is nothing. It's just a. It's just the Bitcoin is a ledger on uh, in in cyberspace that keeps track of who's got no, what. But yeah, there's no it. actual thing. It's no, just there's a, no actual. Right, it's a computer code. It's computer Basically, code. Yeah. yeah, it's computer code. But why can't you just not write the code? What do you mean? Why can't you just not make the code up and get more Bitcoin? That's what he's saying. It's you un- can't because crypt- it's 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 uh, it's well unhackable. It's very well. It's, it's not like hackable. It's, there's there's a ledger that anybody has access to, and if you try to hack it, everybody will see that you're you're trying to hack it, and then it'll they it, kill it's, you. Yeah. They'll they'll still hard for me to like gold. I it, get there's a bar of gold. Right. right. If it's, it's not physical, you don't get it. I get it. No, it's hard. I it's get, hard to. No one can quite explain it. He just did. It was pretty good too. It was okay. It was good. Uh, it's not tangible. Not, you can't hold it. Now, no, the gold shit. I was following him on gold. Yeah. I love that. It's like your happiness. It's intangible. <laughs> there now is the problem there. with Bitcoin is is that anybody, it, you, one can create other bitcoins. There's other ones. There's Litecoin. There's there's um, Ripple. Like I said, there's uh, there's a, there's about a thousand of them actually. Mm. So that's so then it becomes like well, unlike gold, you can create you know gold. Uh, cannot be, um, you know, you can't create another gold, but you can't create another Bitcoin. You can create your own Bitcoins. You could, but you'd have to get people to use it. It would have to have a good computer protocol that was, um, that worked. Yeah. And it would have to get merchants to accept it. So, you know, I don't know. I can't guarantee that Bitcoin will ever become anything and that cryptocurrency is the future. I just figured it's, People are making money. Let me try. No, I think it's going to be the future. It, the way the all the all the similarities are very close to. I don't think to m- these Amazon to all this internet shit that's happened. Same formula. Uh, everybody's got to buy. Everybody would have to buy. Twenty years from now, it. it's just going to be great. No, well, everybody would have to buy into. And they it. might buy into another coin that's not Bitcoin. So right. that this might be the future, but it might not be Bitcoin. It might be some other coin. Well, well we kind of do it now in Venmo. That's the you know stuff like that. Right, but that you're still. But you're Venmo, you're just dollars. using dollars. You're just catching. But are you guys dollars. both doomsayers? Are you both like I gotta get gold? The 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 no, dark the dark no. days are com- I, I, I'm the very, dark days are coming. No, no I'm uh, I'm pretty confident in in what we call fiat currency. It's government issued money that's not backed by anything, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, which is a term I learned recently. Because um, my friend Earl, he lives in Texas. But he's th- doomsday. He's always buying gold. He's like, you got to get gold. Everything's falling. Wait a minute. Apart. He's got gold bars apart. in his house, so he, he's got it on a ledger. No, he buys gold coins. He buys actual gold that he, he can have in his house. He'll buy gold. He'll buy all gold. Co- and then he'll Finger. buy gold. Yeah, yeah. He in his head, he's got that Fox News doomsday getting a bunker situation in his head. That's coming. The the, the end <laughs> is coming. So he's constantly absorbing gold. And then, he, of, of course, he goes broke, and he has to then go sell take, the gold. Yeah, he has to, right. he's constantly buying silver. Well, what happens if his but place burns down you don't or have somebody that, wants to steal it? You don't have the bunker mentality with your money. No, the I have nothing. You're not just hoarding. And, no, it's and, in the bank. You don't That's, think the end is near? 
Well, I th- I mean, I have some in cash, some in stocks, you know, but uh, I mean... Um, really. I don't think the end's near. We would know if the end was... But let's go back to the real important question. Let's yeah, go back I to a million dollars. If you get a million dollars, are you spending it all? You just said you're going to save it. Are you going to spend it all? I'm gonna no, spend, I'm, I'm gonna spending buy, none you're of gonna it. You're going to invest it. You're going to invest, invest it. Invest. But you're not going to go out. See, I'm the dummy because I just went out and spent most of well, it. Well, you could, you could have a life, you know, but most of it is probably smart if you... You have a job now, so if you don't invest it for your retirement, once you stop working, you're gonna need Do it. Do you then. go buy a Range Rover? No, that's no, a stupidest thing. I don't need a car in Manhattan. <laughs> why would I need a car in Manhattan? I mean, do you, don't you want to have a nice? Oh, do you buy at least a BMW, uh, uh, you know, SUV? No, like a, I put no, it away. Mercedes. That's the SUV? last thing. You don't need it in Manhattan. Know, that's the last thing I buy. Is a stupid it. SUV. Stupid car. Yeah, stupid but car. if I really feel like, the need to drive a nice car, I'll rent an, uh, a Porsche for the weekend. There you See, go. That's and nice. then I'll get all out of my system. I rented a Mercedes once because <laughs> that was all there was. Yeah. And it was so not interesting. Like this is so not fun. Um, I, you know, but I mean, I guess a Mercedes is good quality and it'll last a long time. Was did it, it fun? Feel get, good? But yeah, did it feel good getting out of that car and everyone staring at you? Nobody was like, staring. Damn no. it. Um, yeah, it was like so not like this is the. La- but I at least I got to experience it. If I really want to experience a nice car, I'll rent it for the weekend. Well, that's a good idea. All right, now here's the question: We got a couple minutes left in this segment. Um, we talk about this all the time, me, you, and Russ Beneve, and I'll bring it up when we have him on the show as well. Um, I how much to get out? Yeah, that's remember a good that's one. Uh, Did you bring this up back in the day or not? I, I don't know. I'm Russ. always bringing this up. Russ brings it up too. <laughs> how much to get out of the business? You can't tell. What are the parameters? Well, again? well I don't know. Tell. You tell me what the parameters. The parameters are. are you cannot tell do stand up comedy in, I guess, the United States again. I would give you the loophole that maybe you could go to France and start over, but you can't well, do stand up anymore. Oh, I th- three million ish. Three million ish. Yeah, Neil. Not can't do perform. Any you can't many do any performing. Yeah. Well, what about podcasting? That's a. I'll live, I'll let you have podcasting. Uh, three million. Yeah. Well, I think it should be nothing creative ever again. You can't nothing make a creative. film. You can't write. Oh, that's a you tough can't one. Do a that podcast. would cost. You have to cut out creativity. So you can be just funny with your friends. You can be funny with your friends, but you cannot write. No podcasting. No performing. No acting. You can't even freaking paint. Exactly. All right. How much? Uh. I'm I'm getting a three to five million dollars. Three to range. five million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll just watch movies and complain about them. This guy sucks. Well, I think yeah. I would. Uh, that's a tougher one. That's obviously hurt. a tougher one. That would have to be up north of five. Bethel will kill me for saying that because Bethel gonna... would say Bethel would be like no, no amount of money. No amount of money because that's who she is. That's yeah, more right. important yeah, than yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Karaoke. <laughs> I'll give you care. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> no, you know what? No, you can't even do that. Well, you, can't do you can. I don't you can know. Go to karaoke, but Stop. you can't sing because that would be a creative. You, you can go watch. What? I can. I can sing in my shower. You can sing in your shower. Come on, let him do karaoke. No karaoke. What no. are you talking about? He's not no. getting paid for it. Yeah, no, he got paid, so he can go. But how he's about no? There. How about no paid creative work? But you can. You could write a poem at home if you want. There you go. You, no paid creative work. No. Nope, you you How can much? think of a poem in your head, but you can't put it to paper. That's ridiculous. You're being ridiculous. No, because that's the price you're paying. If you're well, you're both, those are two different scenarios. Okay, so the Neil scenario, the Neil scenario where you just can't be at all. Cre- I mean, now you're basically taking the essence of who you are, and 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 and. Um, but you, you know. can watch a movie. You yeah. can enjoy. You can partake. Okay, I don't know. Go to a comedy club. I may be thirty million. At thirty that point. million. Well, you're taking away my essence. Okay, you know that's a big deal. Because I'm really numbing you to life. I could do it. You know. I could do it in five million. You know. <laughs> now, if it's just no, I, them, I go into sports. Done. And if it's just no paid, no paid creativity, then you could maybe five million. Would be. I mean, it's a big difference. I got enough context just, to go into sports. The, my vision of you is you just walked into the closet and got out the old briefcase and you're like, <laughs> just paid you're you. back. What, what do you do <laughs> when you say go into sports? As what? As whatever. I'll go work for the Giants. Okay. I'll go work for. I got plenty of connections. No, you could do all the sports stuff because that's not considered. Go back into being a basketball coach or something. You know, but. Man, you you couldn't announce the sport. You couldn't do anything because that would be creative. That's like not you creative. That's, you could, how's that creative? You, know, you can that's not do creative. the stats or you can do that part, but you couldn't. You could not announce. That would be fine. I'll go into sports version. analytics. You could coach or something like that. That's can funny. I make your website if you wanted it? No, that's creativity. That's oh. that's why whatever. you can't even make a website. No, because that's what you call. It. That's uh, there's a word creative design. Well, Neil's no. obviously you're out of your mind. <laughs> I'm stymie. I'm making you. You have to be like a a robot. No, just you, that that part of your life is gone. You can impart, it, take it in, but you can't put it out. I think you're going to end up in uh, court over <laughs> what is creativity and what that isn't. Is, that, could, that could happen. Um, all right. Well, how much for you then? 
I, I still say three to five million. Three to five million, that'll do it. Neil Gubb's cheap. Neil's I gotta tell you. Neil's cheap. <laughs> All right, we're done yeah. with that one. All right, ding, ding. That hurts. Third, uh, corner. third corner. Pilot, we're going to do flying. I okay. want to do flying. You, Dan Natterman, nobody knows this. Uh, you are well, they do now. a licensed pilot. That is correct. How did you yeah, where did start this with this? From? Well, years ago, I was living with John Mooney, you might recall. Oh, of God. course, with a curtain for a door well, Yeah, or it was the no worst apartment in New York City. No, no, no. But, but at that time, <laughs> I used to go, because we were living so close together. I mean, our apartment was so tiny with curtains as doors. And I like I needed my own space, so I used to go to the bookstore all the time. Right. And and so, you know, just to escape. Mm-hmm. And at the bookstore, I like saw, just saw books on flying, and I started reading them. This is also how I started with French, too. It was all John Mooney. I, I was uh, really. It was all basically avoiding John Mooney, <laughs> <laughs> who's, a, who's a great guy and a yeah. sweet guy. But yeah. we, li- you, re- if you remember that apartment, like oh my god, yeah, it's, it's like tiny. basically two people living in a shoebox. So I just had to get space, and so I'd go to the bookstore a lot, and then the, and I'd see books, and I mean I read a lot of novels and this and that. But but I also like saw some books one day on flying, and started reading, get interested, and then um, more and more interested, and. Eventually, I just took the plunge and, and got my pilot Whoa, license. Whoa, where do you yeah, do it here? You know, I haven't done it in years because it's expensive, which is something I guess I would do also if I had money, would would do more of that. But um, I st- was trained to Teterboro, yeah. Teterboro, Teterboro right? Airport. So how far is that from here? Like um, half an hour? Yeah, from, from here, from the Upper West Side? Yeah, well, probably a half hour. All right, the East well, side. actually, no, they got, no, actually, you just go over the GW and... Um, I'm not, it's not that far actually. Yeah, maybe okay. 20 minutes. And then you just sign up for less. How are they expensive? Well, it, co- it was about, uh, seven grand to get my license Ooh, over the oh. course of like a couple years. How long is that? I, I did it slow. I mean, you can do it. You could theoretically do it in a couple months. Is it like classes? It, first? It, it's uh, your classes. Yeah. Classes. I mean, well, you'd have uh, ground classes in air and in the air, you know, and you have to pay by the hour for the instructor who's like relatively cheap and the plane, which is not cheap. How long does the license last? Oh, the license lasts forever, but legally you can't fly if you haven't flown in the previous two years. You have to go up with an instructor. Like right now, I couldn't just get in a plane and fly. I had to go up with an instructor. and, and Like what are you licensed to fly? Just single-engine land aircraft. But you got to where Single-engine, uh, piston-powered. Uh, you got to where you flew alone. Yeah, well, I f- well, you have to, yeah. So you, you, what, what, what was that like? Oh, well, that was cool as shit. You know, I flew to, where did I go? I went to... Um, Wait, nobody else is in the plane with nobody you? Nobody else, yeah. Holy Do you have a parachute? I went to like New York, upstate. <laughs> no, like, no is parachute. there a parachute in the no, back? No is parachute. there any, like, what no, do you, is no. there any, like, what's the situation in your head if something goes wrong? You're gonna gonna well, glide it in. <clears throat> what do you, well, it depends what goes wrong. If the wing falls off, you die. <laughs> if, um, if the engine cuts... Touche! If the engine cuts off... You Damn can it. glide. You're gonna. They teach you to glide. Yes, I mean the plane will naturally glide, but yeah. you know it teaches you how to uh, adjust your airspeed for the maximum glide, and uh, you look around for where you can land. Oh wow! You don't have to land on a runway if you. I mean, like a golf course or something uh, would would do. Um, you could land on the highway, but that's dangerous because there's usually a lot of power lines in the highway. So you thought so. it out a little bit. Well, you talk. I mean, you you learn about it. Yeah. You know what's a good place to land? Ideally, an airport. And that was. But a, if there's no airport, a, a, a cornfield would be okay. But when you're when you start, isn't that in your head? That never over. That must have well, never the overweighed. Truth is, like that would have overweighed my need because I would have thought of all the horrible things. Um, the truth is, is uh, you know uh, these aircraft are very. Uh, reliable machines when you hear about small aircraft crashing and they Which do a crash lot. a fair amount it's almost always pilot error well that's what happened to kennedy right kennedy was clearly a case Come of on, pilot he error was killed no he couldn't take off in the plane it he was a taken clear off. kill it was murdered he was what? murdered. that was a that oh. was he didn't just mysteriously die i mean he didn't wreck his plane total pilot error on that no, one hundred. It's JFK Jr. He was. About. It was foggy and dense fog or something like that. He yeah, it was uh, not what we call instrument conditions where right. you can't. JFK uh, you had a folly instrument. The most he powerful panicked. man in the world just doesn't just doesn't. Well, he was the most powerful man in the world. At that point, he was about to become the most powerful. No, he, man. he a, would have been president of the United States. I think Neil was pulling on. He leg. just. I no, don't think he Neil had just was. announced he was doing George Magazine. He had just announced that he was going to sell that and go into politics. Well, the NTSB is in on it because all the investigation points to pilot error. I mean. I'm not going to say that's probably true. Neil is a conspiracy theorist. It could, well, if everybody's in on it, it certainly could be. I mean, JFK Jr. But the NTSB would have to be die. in on it. Yeah, whoever's in on it, powerful people. Okay. Right. So anyways, back to flying. So yes. wait, you don't, so that doesn't, when you're flying alone and you're in the plane, you got it, your first trip, you're like, 
nope. I wasn't not, particularly nervous. No, no. I didn't care. I, I, I wasn't, you know, if, if, the, if the weather is good and the sky is clear, the planes are very, very reliable. And, um, and where's so. your longest trip? I went to Saratoga once with Jeff Nichols, our dear friend Jeff Nichols. Oh, really? Saratoga <laughs> Springs, Nichols. which is about, by car, three and a half hours. And it was half that in the little plane. And Nichols okay. got in the plane. He got in the plane. Well, he's Nichols, the perfect co-pilot. He's perfect because he has no family and nothing to lose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't want to bring parents in, uh, with me. Um, but since, you know, he doesn't have anywhere to be. and Was he screaming? No, it was a very uneventful flight. Uh, all right. Well, that's good. Yeah, that I mean that's fun. what you want. So when you're landing, it's it's easy. No, no, no scary things have happened to you, even when you're uh, training. Thus far, only in the thus day far. can you fly at night. Or you well, theoretically, yes, but you want to be cautious when you're flying, and right. it's a whole different ball game. Right, right. Until you get really. Good. And I think also the rule the rules are that if you if you haven't flown at night within the past, however long, you got to go up with an instructor. So people don't think pilots do anything, but I just was in Arizona. Both flights, emergency landings. Mm-hmm. Both. First your, your one. flights? My flight, both. I didn't tell you. Both flights, emergency landings. First flight, we're going halfway. <laughs> we're not even to the Midwest. And the uh, and pilot comes on. Sorry, everybody. Uh, I'm going to make, make an emergency landing. Very calmly. What for? Um, you didn't he sick goes, passenger? He yeah. goes, no, uh, we're losing um, cabin pressure. We can't fly at 30,000 feet, but we're okay. As long as we don't go over, you might have felt us drop, which we did. We sort of dropped. What's the crowd? What's the? He goes. T- what are the nobody the even. Moves. What are the people doing? Nobody even moves. I couldn't believe it. Stewardess didn't stop doing when I, um, I took my headphones off. I was like, "What?" Well, that's not a fatal situation. So no, it just goes, means you can't fly at high altitude. Right. And so he goes, "We're okay for now. We'd have to fly ten thousand. If we lose any more, we'll have to land immediately." Trying to make it to Dallas, they didn't take us. We tried to make it to Pittsburgh, they didn't take us. But Chicago, they should have another plane for us. We'll have oh, to fly God, at ten thousand. So they landed a plane. We all got off. Took two extra, two and a half extra hours. Got on the other plane. Took off. Okay, coming back, we're getting close to JFK. He come again. Comes on. Sorry, everybody. You're gonna have to make an emergency landing. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right? I'm like, what? Again, nobody moves. But now I'm getting a little worried. What? I can't go two for two, can I? Right? And live. He goes. One of the flaps on the wing. I guess it was so cold. Remember last uh, week? It was frozen. so cold. It was probably frozen, so the flap didn't go down. I mean, so he goes. We should be okay, but we're gonna come down a little hard and That's quick. Awful. We're on the longest runway mm-hmm. you can have, mm-hmm. and sure enough, we hit it pretty hard and fast when he stopped it. I was, I was more. He goes. There's gonna be crews outside just in mm-hmm. case something happens to the plane. Don't be alarmed if you see like red flashing lights. Like, oh, fantastic, <laughs> you know. And so two emergency landings. But then you never hear the pilots doing anything. Uh, and then these guys both had to like really work and um, did a great job. Like, well, are happened. you more confident like in those situations because now you know? Well, I I would know that for example that loss of cabin pressure just means you you can't fly at high altitude. It's not going right. to it's not so going to kill you. Like when you feel turbulence in a regular plane, now you're like, ah, eh, whatever. Well, if it's a lot of turbulence, I get a little nervous. <laughs> okay, <laughs> why wouldn't you? I don't know because he's a pilot. I but wonder, turbulence is not. But again, turbulence is not going to bring the plane down unless it's. The only time turbulence might bring a plane down is if you're talking about a thunderstorm level, like, uh, you, you know, level. Right. You're not, even a large plane can't fly into a thunderstorm. They go around the thunderstorm. Right. The whole thing. A thunderstorm, could, a thunderstorm could bring a plane down. The whole thing just scares the shit out of me. Well, they don't know. I don't, I don't think they fly general. above it because it can go very high. They go around it. Well, I'm going to the Olympics, and they, if they fly now over the Arctic, they fly over the top you're of the world. You're going to Korea. Korea, yeah. And so I'm a little nervous that what happens. Well, I don't think fly- anything happens over there. I don't think it's any different. No, know? but I mean, if there's no Chicago to land in. I'm going to oh. fly land in the Arctic. Well, there's no Chicago to land in if you're flying over the ocean either. Yeah. True, but I mean, okay, you're right. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. Once once we get over land, I feel a little the better that news, we can I land, think, but we're in the Arctic. Yeah, if you wreck in the Arctic, the good news is in like well, 200 years, they find you because you're frozen. Yes. And, and you, you, beca- can you be become, you be, they name you like Lucy or something. <laughs> <laughs> you, At least you won't technically But in die. those two situations, right. Lenny, that you mentioned, yeah. you'd, be, you'd have been okay over the Arctic. In the one situation, they would just drop to lower altitude. Right. And in the other situation... It, the flap affects landing. You, you right. don't, you know. I mean, if right. the flap allows you to uh, fly more slowly. Now wait, when uh, when you watched, I just watched the Tom Hanks. Movie. So that you, when you land, you don't land at three hundred miles an hour. That's the flaps do that. You know, terra firma, baby. Yeah. That's where I like but to be. But speaking, of, I just watched a Tom Hanks movie. Are you making those kind of Tom Hanks decisions when you're flying? Like you mean Sully? Sully? Yeah, uh, well, Sully. I haven't had to. No, but you saw that movie. Yes, and you're like, this guy's a genius. Well, what he's cool as a cucumber. Cool, you got to be yeah. cool. And yeah. both these guys, but you kind of have that quality. 
Like I can, I, I can could not you, tell. I could not tell if you were nervous. Let me ask or not. you something. You could have that quality. So well, okay. Well, you'll be my. I'm Sully. sure Sully was nervous, but uh, but he was also very preoccupied. Can you uh, give me? Um, uh, this is the Captain Dan speaking. Can you uh, give me one of well, those? Well, I, I don't fly those kind of planes. <laughs> well, anything, where any just plane. Me- Guy, I, guy. What, what would be your well, uh, style? My pilot thing? voice. Yeah. Well, I would try to uh, sound like a pilot. <laughs> well, give me. Uh, this is uh, your. This is uh, your pilot speaking. Yeah. Uh, we'll get you to the gate just as soon as we can. Uh, we do have uh, our flight attendants there to make you comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're number three for. Uh, we've just been cleared to land, and uh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I call Ray, right, Ray Allen, and I told him, "Hey, can you? What would Natterman sound like if he was the pilot?" And this is what he said: uh, "Hello, this is your uh, captain, Dan Natterman. Welcome aboard Flight Sixteen Twenty Two. We're heading to Boise, Idaho, with continuing service to Fresno, California. We should touch down in Boise at five twenty-three local time, depending on the headwinds. Uh, <laughs> uh, who doesn't love a nice headwind?" So we should be uh, cruising at around 37,000 feet. Uh, the highest altitude I've ever achieved was 69,000 feet. And uh, yeah, that was one hell of a flight. One hell of a flight. Uh, you know, a lot of times people will ask me when they come to uh, they come to New York City, where we're departing from, and they'll say to me, Hey, what's a bar where I can get some action? You go to the end of the block, and you turn gay. Yeah, 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 the Ramrod down on Bleecker Street. All right. Hey, please follow our flight attendant's uh, instructions when they ask you to put on the seatbelt. Uh, please, you're going to have to put on the damn seatbelt. It's a no-smoking flight. Uh, you can't, uh, you know, any smoke any, any smoke any marijuana, even though it's legal in many states. Here, uh, here, uh, Is he doing my marijuana bit? He's doing marijuana bit. All right. I don't need to hear my marijuana bit. You know, people imitate so me. It doesn't funny. sound like me to me. Uh, I think it's... You got to see him do it, I guess. I mean, it sounds a little like you. He does a pretty good Natterman. You definitely have a 1940s quality about you. So they say. My favorite part of this whole thing is that the Mooney's the new motivational guy. Yeah. If you can just funny. get Mooney to live with well, you, it wasn't, good things... Like, forget you Tony have Robbins. to get him to live with <laughs> yeah, you yeah, in that call him. particular apartment. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's true. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Lenny, did you ever see that apartment? Uh, it was I think I might have walked in there once. It was hell of an tiny, apartment. Tiny apartment. It yeah, the, the no doors is the one. <laughs> It was probably me. the worst department in, in no, the No, because the beauty of that is uh, the reverse was not the case. Like, was it? Mooney didn't, Mooney just sunk more into like, he didn't. Well, Mooney it. was also yeah. working a lot, you know. Was it over a Chinese restaurant or No, something? there was no Chinese oh, okay. restaurant was, there. But you're flying and doing French and, and seeing the world and Mooney. Uh, <laughs> l- last thing, if you uh, oh, fly anywhere in the world and you could fly it. Yes. Where would you go? Like you could land it. You can get on it. Well, you go look are, around, get back in. You like you want to take a flight. It, you want to take a flight. You don't have to take nickels. Uh, Tahiti. I always wanted to go to Tahiti. Tahiti. All yeah. right, then you go. Flying it alone in a plane. Yeah, why not? Shit. The Amelia. Well, I mean, but you don't have that flying bug. Like I it, did have it. Oh, you did, did have it, it but and then it, it kind of went away. I stopped doing it, and then it was expensive. Maybe it'll come back. You like flying, Neil? No, in general. I never had the flying I bug. Hate it. I have the train bug. I like. I wish. Well, no, America you're talking about flying nice as a train. passenger. No, I Just never like that. Nothing. I don't like anything about flying. I, I, I'm flying as a passenger, I can't stand. Yeah, I, I hate the airport. The, uh, the lines, everything, Ugh, the, everything. You, everything. No, no. When I go to Europe, I don't do it here. But when I go to Europe, I take the train everywhere. We went to London and then took the train to Paris, and from Paris, we, I mean, the mm. trains are amazing. That to me is perfect. Dan, it's you ever been on the? G, did you go on the G five with Louis or anything like that? Did you open for any of those guys? No, or? I never did that. Oh. I went with once uh, with uh, Howie Mandel on an old Lear. How was nineteen seventy five Lear jet? Yeah, it was. It was. We only went to Massachusetts. It was small, mm. and you know, there's no bathroom on it, and it's not very luxurious. This no. particular Learjet, well, Learjets are small anyway, but this was a real small one. Amazing. But I didn't go on a Gulf. I've never been on a Gulf Stream or anything. Damn. And yeah, Louis never took me. And um, would you be excited to fly on one of those? Just yeah, to it'd see be it? fun to do. Yeah. I mean, just the fun part is like not going through the security. Just yeah. walk on the plane and go. Walking on a plane is great. Hamilton. Ryan Hamilton's got a great story. We'll end with this. Uh, he's walking in the airport, and uh, with Gad. And they're going to do some gig on the big fancy plane. And everybody who lands on the big fancy planes, you know, just walks in and out of there, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then on a hangar. And all of a sudden, Ryan's like, oh, my God, coming right at him. 
is this guy and his beautiful wife and Ryan's like, oh, oh. and then the guy walks by him. They smile. God, he's, God doesn't have any idea. And he goes, do you know who that was? And he's like, no, he's like, that was Derek Jeter. And God's like, who's Derek Jeter? Who is that? And his wife, it was, and so he's having like the greatest right. celebrity moment of his life. Yeah. And God's like, whatever, you know? He know. Yeah. Only soccer right, okay, we're, boom. Boom. There we're down with the third corner. Flying. Fourth corner. Fourth corner. This We'll play a little right. game called Care or Don't Care. Well, it's one of the one of the great games. One of the great games of uh, podcast history. And this is perfect for Natterman. Care or don't care. Care or don't care. So I just had to say care or don't care. Care or don't care, but you can explain yourself okay, if you'd okay, like. Okay. okay. Um, if you're on a date now and it's a bad date, mm-hmm. care or don't care? If it's a bad date? Bad date. Care or don't care? I care. He cares. That's good. Yeah. Not an Aziz date, but uh, just a regular date. Doesn't go yeah, well. Yeah, I care. I care. You got all ready for this. Because I care that if she's not having a good time, I feel like, um, you know, I, that's the, the performer in me that wants to get, be a crowd pleaser. Right. Neil, back in the day. Care yeah, well, care. Uh, yeah, if I had a date, I totally would care if it's a bad date. Yeah. I mean, it's depressing. I totally cared back in the day. But I don't know if I'd care as much, meaning I would really... Back what if in the like day in when the f- I was dating, I would go all out. It would be... A, it would be you went all out? It would be a podcast with the girl. I would be just <laughs> killing her with questions till I got something out of her. Something to... I'm like... like you. I just want something to make her have at least a decent Good time. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting. Um, I cared... Did you care differently over the years when you were in your 20s, 30s, 40s? I cared way less when I was in my 40s. Well, you did the most dating of anybody. I've no, ever I did a lot. Known. I didn't do a lot of date. I mean, you were I, an expert at no, one no, point. No, 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 no. You had the language down. You knew the signals. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're like, you always deny this. I but do. No I one, no one I went on dates world. and you knew it was, ter- you know, you knew a good date when it was happening. You knew a bad date when it's happening. But when I got to my, when I was in my, 20s and 30s I took it more to heart like oh god I'm never gonna find somebody and when I was in my 40s I was like she stinks it was thought it was me and then I realized that I've never me. been on a lot of formal dates where you're at dinner and it's more just like you know somebody and it kind of evolves right yeah if you go into it if you go into the date thinking uh, uh if, if you're on a real mission to get married yeah and find the girl I feel like yeah. you're, it's doomsday well you're, you're, I've never well, been on that mission you ever been <laughs> yeah, on a J like, date yeah. or one of those uh, match dates? not or Jay but I couple match. of match yeah so then it's like you got to set it up you got to meet at a place you got to do that whole formal dating thing it's it's hard to really make that work I've it's never done match, but it sound, the commercials look like they work. <laughs> <laughs> they do sell it. The, the, does match work? Uh, I, mean, I think it does. There are a lot of people do meet and get married. Yeah, a lot, of people do. a lot of people do. But it's really, I think if you, there are a lot of buzzwords that women exactly. like. Exactly. You had them all down. Money. There you go. And uh, yeah, they like there money. You women go. like Breaking money. Breaking it out. Don't hold back because of Gina. You say comedian, you're in big trouble. That's all. That's all I'm saying. It's a tough one for a lot of these. Well, comedian just changed to a sense of humor. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I have a great sense of humor. Um, let's say number two, the brand new iPhone comes out. Don't care, care or don't, don't, don't care. care. New don't technology. Care. Don't. No, care. I still have the. Uh, it's a couple of iPhones ago. This is whatever it is. A six or seven. You don't care, Neil. No, I know. Really. I know. The, I, I definitely care less than I what? did, but I still I still care. But I've lost my Apple. My my worship my well know, lenny excitement. lenny hates apple right i hate apple yeah he's always hated apple but i've definitely i still love the store when i walk into the store i still love that whole experience and he all freaks out he's got to buy a new product I every two the, years because the, the thing breaks i got the 10 or the x or whatever it's you called. did of course it's a thousand bucks you spent a thousand dollars on that telephone no i spent i'm spending fifty dollars a month <laughs> okay <laughs> For what? Till 2030? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't ask. Exactly. You're going to need like, that million dollars oh, to pay off the $50? phone. $50? All right, done. No, I mean, I do get excited about the whole technology, but I think it's spiraling out of control. It's moving way too fast for everybody. They can't, everybody can't keep up. No but one is can. the 10 that much better? Absolutely no. not. That's why, no. I, that's why I've lost interest. He's a sucker. He's a sucker. No, I'll buy something if it's, if it's markedly better than the previous, but... They yeah. have facial re- recognition, I don't need it, which no. is like you so face, stupid. You need facial recognition. It's so stupid. It doesn't do anything. I I'd agree. be so great if it didn't recognize your face. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything. I agree. It's stupid. All right, let's go. Uh, how many do you care or don't care? How many social media followers you have? Care, care, because that's that's the business now. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, so you're trying to get them? Well, I guess I don't care that much because I'm not <laughs> trying to get them. <laughs> exactly. But um. 
you know, like I did crashing and I was like, oh, let's see how many new Twitter followers I and? have. I have like three new ones. <laughs> You know, I got, I, yeah, very, it's not very. It's so ridiculous. I don't know how you get Twitter followers. I've, I've done Conan. America's Got Talent, I got like a thousand. That right. was a big one. When I do Conan or one of those shows, 20. Oh. An episode, get, episode of Crashing, three. Because an episode of Crashing, it's not, like an episode of Conan, it's Dan Natterman. But an episode of Crashing, it's like you're mixed in with everybody else. And uh, so you don't get that much, but. Um, oh, my God. I did. uh Letterman and uh, did the joke about vegan cupcakes and mm. oh my god the, I was like let me see if I'm gonna get some Twitter followers my phone blew up from vegans hating oh, me oh really <laughs> yeah they were like well, that's you don't to... understand what I go through to eat food like fuck you do you think I care well, that's that why get, I wrote that, that gives joke. you a lot of followers though not the three oh, hate followers. <laughs> right. Well, I yes, be, but being controversial is is a good way to get followers. That is true, I guess. What about all the services, think? though? I didn't know those out there. You know, when we have the Facebook Live, when we're doing all this stuff, there's those services that are they they the do it boost for them? you. Yeah, the well, those boost. are fake followers. Much, yeah, I mean, I don't know how effective that is. That's the Ray Allen. What has he got? One point two million followers. Not and, quite that many. About two hundred thousand. Yeah, two hundred thousand. And how many of those are? Well, real? I don't want to speculate. There is an actual. <laughs> there's actual app that my wife found that you can look up how many real followers as opposed to bots or whatever whatever it is oh mm-hmm. wait so when you're boosting it do you think the they're just fake yeah oh, shit. or something but it, it makes you feel great if you got a hundred thousand listeners yeah i mean, I mean of course. not listeners but a hundred but it's fake so well, people it's, like how many so she you, found you, out that they're 90 percent you of can them tell if, if they're real by how many people are actually uh Retweeting or liking or responding. I mean, right. real real followers respond and they retweet. Fake followers don't do that. So if you see somebody with a lot of followers and no retweets, those followers probably are not real. But the industry doesn't give a shit. They just won't follow. Um, I don't know. They probably they're not that unsophisticated. Dumb as they are in many cases, <laughs> they at least know that if you don't have any retweets or any any likes, those followers are probably not real. Damn. So if you, because if you got just a fake hundred thousand, you go try to sell a book or whatever, then they always. I would think they would put a little minimal effort into seeing Seeing if you really did. I don't think they're quite that easy to fool. Yeah, yeah. They might be, but I doubt it. Yeah, that's true. (sighs) I don't really care. I mean, like Nannerman says, for business wise, but, you know, when I take that five million and get out of the business, I'm deleting all social media. And I mean, all of it. (laughs) Like, if I ever got out of the business, you would not, I would be so off the grid. Who would care? I wouldn't. You wouldn't keep your Facebook? That would be a tough one. Yeah, you keep your Facebook. I enjoy enjoy to talk to people, and I I like debate. Sometimes I like to have a nice debate. Noam, Noam, the owner of the Comedy Cellar, will post a controversial statement, and you know, you inflammatory, inflammatory, (laughs) and then you can, you know, I enjoy that. But you guys don't both have a goal, like okay, this year I want to get. I stopped goal. No, 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 no. You can't control that anyway. That goal, if you if you become famous, you'll get your two hundred thousand or more. Yeah. And if you don't become famous, there's no way in hell you're going to get it unless, if, except Rob Delaney pulled it off. Yeah. But he's the only one. <laughs> well, if, you, if the Dan Adamant show, my, uh, you know, show, Dan Adamant show comes out tomorrow, he'll get 100,000, 200,000 in a second because they, you know, don't like it. Okay, next one. Care or don't care. The Steelers or your favorite team goes to the Super Bowl. Don't care, as you know. Yeah, Dan's not Totally care. care. Totally care. Upset. Upset. Neil is very upset. I typically. I put a lot into these sports. Neil, as the time you're listening, uh, just so you people know, of course it'll be baseball season by the time you hear this. But uh, you put a lot into it. You try not to. You're like, I'm not going to watch this shit. It's a waste of time. And then you, next thing you know, you've put 16 weeks of torture into. What did you text me? You had my wife laughing. (laughs) He goes in the fourth quarter. Neil goes, I shut it off. I'm reading. I did. (laughs) I read a book. I typically don't know who's in the Super Bowl (laughs) until I get to the Super Bowl party. Party. Yeah. And it's like, who's playing? Going to a Super Bowl party. Let's do that one real quick. Care or don't care? Care because I like, you know, I yeah. like the party, but I don't care about the game. Ah, so you're like the girls. I like the snacks. Yeah, yeah. I kibitz with the girls. Who's on the halftime show? <laughs> <laughs> Neil? No kibitzing. No kibitzing. I don't care. It's total game. I don't want to go to a party. I don't like Super Bowl parties. I want really? to watch the game alone and be miserable. <laughs> if it's the Steelers. Now, if it's the Steelers... You know, where are yeah. you from, Neil? You, you have like a southern accent. Yeah, I grew up in Texas a little bit. Right. A little Texas, a little Pittsburgh, a little Japan. He's all over the place. But I spent um, my, my yes, with care. Years of in course, Texas. I care that my team goes to the Super Bowl, and this year they stunk. So, all right, let's do the next one. The guy in front of you had twenty-five items on an eight items or less line at the supermarket. Oh, you got to care about that. 
Yeah, you gotta care. About <laughs> what are you that? doing? I mean, like, what is this blatant, guy doing? Blatant violation of, of society. Yeah, society. That's, right. that's like uh, at the, that's like on a plane. Yeah, there's this weird rule on a plane. I mean, yeah. it's not a weird rule. On a plane, Where, when you're on a plane, if the people behind you just shoot up the front on the exit, yeah, you're supposed to let each row go. Like this is becoming really un- is that in the douchebag un- handbook this has or something? An unwritten rule that. The first row goes, the second row goes, the third row goes. And all the people in the back wait till you get your bags out, and then it, the plane clears out. Well, if you're taking a long time to get your bags, though, yeah. you can kind of... You but that's kind of... still, it's an unwritten rule. No, but Everyone what if that guy has goes. no bag? No, but like, you can't... You're getting out of the no, way. The the plane landed, the lady in the back jetted all the way to the middle. She made it to the okay. middle of the plane before she hit the all line. Right. Did she have any bags? No, but... Everyone got mad at her. Oh. She had broken the rules. Well, I think. Well, if what the, is this? So if, wait, answer this one then. So oh, it's the same thing. Same thing. Oh, I okay. get mad if someone has it, but at the same time, I break the rule all the time. What do you mean? You take more items on the less item line? If I have, I mean, because then I just start saying, okay, if I got six cat food cans, that's just one. Is it? That's what I say to myself. Yeah, it's stupid. Like one bag of chips and a thing of nachos. That, you're a dick. A nacho chips, that's so one So what are you bag. getting mad at the woman on the plane for? You're compl- you're the same person. I'm, I've, I break the code, but I, I, I like the code, <laughs> but it's there to be broken. <laughs> Wait, you don't ever, enough. you've never just, if there's a big I, ass. I, 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 I abide by the code, the rules of society. No, yeah. wait, if you're in the line, there's a big ass line of Whole Foods with like, the big ass line that's not moving and all the little quick little lines moving and you got 15 things, you're going to go get in the 10 line. I would not. Oh, wow. I would not. That's, there that's you go. That's an upstanding that's citizen. Discipline. Right it's not you? discipline. What He's a you? person. Why are you such an you? asshole? What would you do? Would you of take course I would five be upset. out so you could move quicker? No, I'd have to get on the 25 line, the horrible line. What about line. if you have 11? I'd, 11. I'd put one back. I'd put one back. There it's got, go. There's at least one item I don't need in there. If I had nine or whatever on the eight line. I'd put or... the Funyuns away and I'd go through it. <laughs> I'd try Wait, and get through it 11. You think all the food items count as one? You, you can't about? have 25. Let's say you had 100 of them and you're on the 10 on unless you had 100 cans of cat food on a 10 items or less. <laughs> you're really going to try and pull off 100 cans no, of cat food? Like eight. Yeah, you're full of shit. Because it's all stacked together. You, you move s- it. Well, that's, that's, a separate qu- that's a separate this question. This is why we have the constitu- buzzer. Neil? <laughs> <laughs> that's a separate question as to what constitutes an item, but that's a whole separate issue. That is and, a separate issue. And then issue. also I say cor- it's corporate America's problem because they're not, they have two guys in this line and then eight on the quick line. So screw it. I'm going to the quick line. Okay. Wait, I even got more proof to this. One time I'm at Whole Foods, I'm doing your rules, yeah. both your rules. I'm in doing my rules because I got like 20-something items. Yeah. And then he takes the guy in front of me with like 18 items and lets him go through the quick line. He took the guy. He didn't take me because I had too many. But yeah. he took the 18. What, well, Anyways, that's a whole okay. different thing. All right, so you got screwed once again. All right, let's do this one. Okay, care or don't care, what happens to Louis C.K.? Um. That's, a, that's an interesting one. I mean, if I don't want it to be executed, I would care about that, but basically I don't care. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, if he'll be, he'll be okay. Like, I don't want him, something horrific to happen to him, but any reasonable outcome that's likely, is, whatever it is, is fine with me. I'm with you 100%. Whatever reasonable outcome, that's exactly my level of care or don't care. I think... But that- I think... Either way, like I hope he's okay, and if not, he, nothing happens. I fine, if was, everything no, happens. No, but fine. I go back to what we talked about this. I think he's had this in his head the whole time. Care or don't care what happens to Louis C.K. This is very simple. I don't really care, but I think he's prepared for this. He his uh, whole don't care his whole don't career care. is online. He's going to be fine. He's going to make money and do his thing. All right. Let's so see. No, I don't care. We have two minutes left. Let me see if I can get one more in. Ray Allen. Care, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the Aruba Ray Comedy Allen, Festival? Ray Allen hosts a show on Comedy Central. He gets his own show before yeah. you get your own show. Care or don't care? Ooh. And I'm going to put a caveat. What's the cab- caveat? He turns it to this huge hit, care or don't care. I care. Either way. Um, well, I think he would actually use me on this show. He would. In some capacity he loves the as a writer. So I would benefit from it. So, and I would probably be a little jealous that he was the one getting all the accolades because uh, that's right. human nature, or at least so you natter, care, at least it's natter nature. Yeah. But yes, care, care, he cares. I mean, I I'm always happy for people's success. <laughs> 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 the guy who tweets tweeted uh, seventy five thousand times this summer. Joe Girardi should be fired. I hate this guy. Mike Tomlin. 
Fuck Mike Tomlin. I'm not watching this anymore. That's but different. I want them to succeed. That's I care different. about everybody. Yeah. Okay. Well, Bologna. he wants his people he knows to succeed. Of course I would want Ray to have a hit show. He, he, we wouldn't be able to handle Ray anymore. Yeah. It'd be head, very tough. Oh, my God. It'd be very <laughs> tough. But we, we've wrangled in other people But before. I don't know Ray, but would Ray be the guy that would still hang with all his friends? I, yeah. Or would he no, be I the guy he, that never talked to his friends? No, anymore? I think he would. Yeah. I think he would. T- yeah. Ray's good about that. So. Anyway, so that's uh, that's the end of the segment. Good stuff. Boom. So here's what we do to end our show every week, Dan Natterman. We yeah. uh, we do uh, one good thing, one bad thing. You can give me a good thing that good, happened this week or a okay, bad thing, thing that, that happens, happens this week. This week. Good thing. Either one. Either one. You want to go first? You got one? I got what? it. What, a bad thing? Either one. Good or bad well, thing. Well, a bad thing is Bitcoin and all my cryptocurrencies are in the shitter this week. All right. I, there you go. You, so on paper, you know. You I mean, were having it, a better week last week. With regard to cryptocurrencies, yes. Yep. So you maybe last week you were at one point nine million on that. Uh, well, it was not anywhere near one point nine million. No. But I was like, Neil, good thing. Go ahead. I live next door to the guy. I think I've talked about it before. He tends to have meltdowns and play his music at like three thirty in the morning. Yes, you've like talked about thumping loud. What happened? He, like it will jar you out of bed. This is a bad thing coming. It's a good thing because it's New York City at best. He's he's playing his music. He's yeah. he might be gay. He's playing loud dance music. <laughs> but the beauty of it, only in New York can you know the hit song. I'm like I I've heard people talking about this song, and it was like a it's like a Latino dance song that's super hot right now. Yes. Yeah, so this. And a good I thing. turn You're... to Bethel like three thirty in the morning, and I go, "I think that's that new hit song," because <laughs> so, I had not heard it. In, and I, I'm hearing it at a wait, dance wait, wait. club level, so, like it is thumping through our walls. I'm you like, "Think you're hip now? Is that what's happening? No, what's I the just, good thing? The good thing is only in New York can that happen. Where I'm like, ah, that's that song. And I looked it up the next day on YouTube, and that was the song. It's the one where. So you're excited that you played name that tune at three o'clock in the morning. I, I don't know why this is. A I good guess thing. that's why I love New York. All right. That's why you love New York. All Lenny, right, good or bad? Lenny's going to probably go bad if I know Lenny. Uh, this week I'm going bad. I was at the dentist, my six-month checkup, and they keep finding like, these little possible um, cavities. I'm like, how? I brush my teeth multiple times a day. I floss like a crazy person. Apparently they're like, do you drink uh, water? Like, yes. Bottled water? Yeah. Apparently right. the bottled water is not... Yeah, I'm not getting enough fluoride, that fluoride on baby. my teeth. And so they're like, get a Brita... And drink more. I'm like, but the New York City, I'm not, these pipes are 3,000 years Damn. old. It's killing well, the me. The Brita will filter it. The Brita will filter it. And so you I can also use a, a fluoride toothpaste. I have fluoride to- uh, Every toothpaste, isn't that fluoride? I have a fluoride toothpaste. They give me extra fluoride toothpaste now. I have like a rinse that I have to rinse out my teeth. This is ridiculous. I, I'm trying to be healthy with the bottled water. I'm trying to, you know, put my finger in one dike, and then the other one's coming through the... Russman Eve never goes to the dentist and never has any problems. Russman Eve is like a fucking robot. Maybe that's the key to not having problems is you don't go to the dentist. Yeah, that is. Neil, <laughs> Neil went to the, you know, the four out of five dentist survey recommend, yeah, whatever. Went to the other Neil one. went to the fifth guy who's like, ah, you don't got to brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah. I know, that's what you know, right? Because he's doing it wrong. He said, you'll do more harm if you do it wrong. So Neil decided, all right, I don't have to brush my teeth anymore. Like, what? Bethel must be Bethel is like absolutely not. You need to. <laughs> I do floss, but I have read some studies say that it's worthless. You know they don't. No, really it's should. not worth it. They say it's better to floss than to actually brush your teeth because you get that that same plaque that they find in your arteries to yeah, kill you. Right. Is the that's plaque why I've that's heard that too. Teeth. Yeah. So I do floss. I use the I use, but I don't floss with the. I use the uh, those things, the, the, little, the, the uh, onesie, the one, yeah, yeah, the yeah. one-offs where you put it in the yeah. clipper, and I, I, right. it's hard to explain. But I know that's good. The one where you wrap around your finger, I don't use. Oh, I wrap my finger. It, whatever, whichever way you floss, that that's my uh, no for the day. You gotta floss because one, at least when you go to the dentist, that cleaning will not be as painful if right. you do it every day. <laughs> I can tell you that. All right, Nadamin, where uh, you want to tout where you're gonna be, or other other than sell, or give me some uh, website, or oh, uh, just do you follow me on twi- Twitter at, at Dan Natterman for all the latest Natter news. Uh, <laughs> good job, Lenny. It's a, it's a fine podcast. Thanks for coming in. We loved having you, Neil. Thank Woo! you. Thank you, guys. I will right, we'll see you next week.